Hey everyone, and welcome back to Black is the Blueprint. Um, first of all, I can't believe we're already on, what, episode 5? I swear these episodes move super quick and the weeks go by fast. The days go by very, very slow, but the week goes by fast and every week I look up and it's already Sunday and a new episode comes out. Um, I have been super busy with the start of the semester, so um, it's kind of hard to get guests on the podcast right now, but um, it's going to be just me today. Um, I have gotten a lot of positive feedback from the guests that I've had on here. Like People have said that they really like having guests on here, and I'm super happy and excited to hear that. Um, and just like positive feedback in general with the podcast, it makes me really excited knowing that you're learning something new from me and the guests that I have had on here so far. Um, there'll be more guests on here, of course, and I have a ton of ideas and exciting episodes that I can't wait for you to listen out for, but yeah, today is just me. (laughs) And today I will be talking about politics, how you can become more a part of the political process, being caught up on what's going on in the world, um, being politically active and politically aware is what this whole episode is about. So obviously this year has been a wild year. The day that I'm recording this has been like the anniversary of like the March on Washington and the death of Emmett Till and just found out that Chadwick Boseman died. Today alone has just been a ridiculous day. And um, I, I just want to say that everything has a political, socioeconomic connection to it. And something feels a little bit different about this year. The Everything feels way more urgent. The election feels way more urgent. And I never knew, I don't think anyone ever knew that anything could top the Hillary-Trump election. But 2020 has really outdone itself. Um... But here we are watching everything unfold so far. Right. So that's basically one of the reasons why I decided to major in political science to um, not only understand how the government works, but how Americans view politics and how different American politics is from politics in other countries, like comparative politics. Um, All of this is really important for understanding the political process more, and I'm just kind of speaking on America, at least. So, why politics? One thing that I personally love a lot about politics is that it's always changing. Like, literally, every single day, there is something new, especially with this current administration. Not only is there always something new, but everything is political or can be made into um, a political, I guess, kind of 
everything has like a political or has a capability of having a political connotation to it. Um, I'm literally taking a class right now called the politics of fashion. And you wouldn't necessarily think about fashion as political. And that was kind of the reason why I was drawn to the class in the first place, just because I love fashion and I also love politics. But my point being is um, there are just so many things that you wouldn't even think about that have political connotations to them, but you really can find so many political connections. And um, studying the intersectionality of politics is really what drew me to studying political science in college. And again, there's always something new to learn within the discipline. So, all right, I'm rambling, but um, I'm going to get into the episode and we're going to talk about becoming more politically active and more politically aware. It's 2020 and you have noticed that politics impacts way more than you think. From the USPS to Hurricane Laura to the 2020 census to Black Lives Matter to the coronavirus pandemic, you might be paying attention to the news more. And honestly, America is finally waking up. So the first step to becoming more politically aware, in my opinion, is simply keeping up with the news. Um, I not only have to um, pay attention to the news because of what I study, but um, I'm a concerned citizen. I have had an increased concern about what is going on in the world, and I'm sure you are as well, um, because you're listening to this, and you know, listening and watching the news has become a part of my routine. I wake up and I get ready, and one of the things I do is look at the news. So keep in mind, this is a disclaimer, keep in mind that this is a progressive podcast. So all the news outlets that I recommend are aligned with the left, but sometimes I do look at what the right is saying just to see their point of view. All right, so my favorite news outlets are Now This News, um, Vox, V-O-X, very, very different from Fox News. Vox, V, (laughs) is phenomenal. Not only do they have videos on YouTube that are quick and interactive, but they have a podcast called Who Is or something like that. I I'll link it in the description, but Vox is incredible. I think they also have um, a series on Netflix called Explained, and they have, like, multiple ones. And Vox is just – I love Vox because not only is it reliable information, but it gives you the breakdown. It doesn't make it boring because, let's be real, politics can be boring (laughs) Even a political science major agrees that at times it can be a little bit of a drag. So, yeah, I love Vox News, V-O-X, 
not Fox. I don't watch Fox. Even if you are aligned with the right, I don't even recommend you watch Fox News. Okay. Anyways, um, the Washington Post is another one. The New York Times. NPR politics is good, and they're probably like the most neutral of all of the news outlets that I recommended. Um, but notice that I listen to many different news outlets, and I want you to realize that. And if you want to be more politically aware, you have to look at multiple news outlets just because um, the journalism is different for every news outlet. And I think it's really important to have um, a broad scope. Again, like I even look at conservative news sometimes. I am in no way, shape, or form conservative. I think I'm quite the, I, I don't think I am. I know I am the opposite of a conservative, but um, I just think having um, a holistic approach to the news is really important right now, especially when not only is politics divided, but just like the media is very divided. That's a whole different rant for a whole nother day. Um, but if you want to go even more left than the news outlets that I just recommended, my favorite one along with Vox is Jacobin Magazine. And Jacobin gives a socialist perspective of politics. And I just really love Jacobin Magazine. It's super helpful. I feel like not a lot of people know about Jacobin, but yeah, all my fellow leftists, please read it. Um, And I'll get into reading more later. So another thing that's super important is late time talk shows. And you might not even think of this, but late-time talk shows have a ton of politics in them. Um, Not only is it entertaining, but you might learn something new. Granted, it will be biased. It won't be like the news, even though the news is very biased. Um, Late-time talk shows is, like, I feel like even more biased. But just from, like, an entertainment um, perspective, maybe, like, whoever you're watching throws in like jokes and stuff um but at least you're still learning something um actually in one of my political science classes my professor showed me uh the late night comedian john oliver he's super funny i highly recommend you watch his show very intelligent man talk show um also the daily show with trevor noah i feel like everyone knows about Trevor Noah. Also, really love him, but my personal favorite is the Patriot Act. Guys, I'm gonna rant about how much I love the Patriot Act for a little bit right now. First of all, I love the show. I love Hassan Minhaj. My mom and I are obsessed with him. Like, we watch that show all the time, and not only is he hilarious, but he makes the episodes on Netflix and they're under 30 minutes again. Super quick, super entertaining. It doesn't even feel like 30 minutes. Honestly, it feels like 15. But 
yeah, I really love him. He has a degree in political science from UC Davis, and he's just really passionate about what he does, and you can tell. Unfortunately, um, I found out that it recently got canceled, So, but there's a ton of episodes on Netflix. I think there's like six seasons, but I can talk about the Patriot Act for forever. I just, I love Hassan Minhaj. Oh my God. I I really do. Um, it's on Netflix. Please watch it. He's amazing. He's done episodes on Supreme to the policing system to taxes. He does it all and it's incredible. Honestly, kind of unconventional, but watch SNL too. SNL is super funny around election season, you know, um, Maya Rudolph playing Kamala and like Alec Baldwin playing Trump. Like it's just really funny. But um, once you're caught up on the news, the SNL skits will start to make more sense. And it kind of throws in like a funny side of politics, which is like the one good part about America where like we can actually make fun of our politicians. It's hilarious. Just do it. All right, another thing. Learn the basic political jargon. Um, this is super important because a lot of political jargon and political terms are used by journalists and um, political analysts when you, like, maybe you're on CNN or MSNBC and they're like, talking about the GOP like what does the GOP stands for it stands for grand old party or it's another name for the Republican party or what does gerrymandering mean gerrymandering is when a political party Democrat or Republican manipulates district in favor of their party in the election and makes an unfair advantage of one party over another so Terms like these are used in the news all the time, and once you familiarize yourself with the jargon, not only does the news make more sense, but the political scope will make more sense to you as well, just because um, you'll find a label to... You're probably thinking it, but there is definitely a term for it, and... Um, like when you talk to your parents or when you talk to your friends and you're like, hey, that was gerrymandering, like the Democrats did this or the Republicans did this. And you can start to have conversations with them about it. Um, the BBC has um, a list of political jargon from A to Z. And I've looked through it. There are a ton of terms that I didn't know, but there's quite a few that I did know. Um, but yeah, I'll link that in the description if you want to check out political terms just to kind of familiarize yourself with them because I know a lot of times people are like, what does this stand for? And they don't really explain it in the news, so it's kind of like you have to look it up on your own, but yeah. All right. This one is a big one. I feel like everyone has been pushing this and that is voting not only voting but filling out the 2020 census i feel like 
that hasn't really been pushed as much as voting this year. But election day is November 3rd. Go vote. It is your civic duty, and that's why I am doing it. Um, I know a lot of people are against voting, particularly a lot of Bernie supporters. Trust me, I get it. Um, because they don't want to put their faith in electoral politics, which is a very valid point. However, realistically, a lot is at stake, and um, not even just in the presidency, but like in the judicial system, the legislative system, and just every single system that you can think of is at stake, and it is our job as people to elect those that will represent us on the Hill. That's just the reality of it. Um, Voting is important, but I want to stress that we cannot stop at voting. I read something that a WNBA player said. She said that if you believe that Black Lives Matter, go vote. Which, yes, but in a way, it's kind of like, whoever we vote for, like, whoever ends up in office, like, realistically, is a situation for Black people on, for either candidate, Democrat or Republican, going to change. Some people might disagree with me, but protests and boycotts are what really hold our representatives accountable, and not just during election season, because Voting is a season, but protesting and boycotting is not. Um, I'm going to get a little philosophical here, but John Locke's social contract. We consent to be governed, but we also have the duty and responsibility to hold our representatives accountable. So while, yes, voting is important, people have died for that right, and that's the reason why I'm going to vote. However, we cannot stop there. And without accountability from people, politics just wouldn't be the same. American politics wouldn't be the same at all. Um, But I'm going to get into this right now, protesting again. Um, This year has been filled with all sorts of protests, demonstrations, etc., Um, majority of the people are younger, obviously, like Gen Z, millennials, but, you know, throw some old people in there. But I just wanted to say that if you are on a college campus right now, please go to a protest. I um, decided to stay at home this semester. Well, really this year, unfortunately, just because of the pandemic. But obviously, protests are going on. I know U of I had protests on Friday. Um, They also had one over the summer, like right after. I think they had two over the summer, actually. Yeah, U of I had so many protests going on. And if you're on campus, please, 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 please go to a protest. Because I feel like that's what really drives the real change. And don't even get me started on boycotts and how effective boycotting 
is, especially in a capitalist society, boycotts and protests are very different because with a boycott, you're withholding money. And I want to emphasize that withholding money gets you very far. The Montgomery bus boycott lasted for a whole year. Black people didn't ride the bus for an entire year. And right after that, things started to change. Why? Because they're withholding money from the government. And yeah, I just, I think people really undermine the power of protest and the power of numbers when people gather together. And um, spark change that way. Protesting and organizing is very, 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 very vital right now. Um, again, if you're on a college campus, please, please, please go to a protest and also join a club that is specifically designed for organizing efforts on campus. Like, um, U of I has over a thousand clubs. I'm sure if you're listening to this, and you go to U of I, you can definitely find a club, for sure. Um, I know there's, like, a UIUC for Black Lives Club. There's, like, Black Students for Revolution. Like, those are just two clubs already that um, are designed for organizing. Um, But, yeah, I cannot stress organizing, organizing, organizing. That is very key right now and you can already tell some things have started to change because of all the protests and the longevity of the protests so don't undermine the people the people really drive the whole movement um the last thing i kind of want to talk about is volunteering for a political campaign so you've probably been looking at um candidates and being more politically aware obviously because you wouldn't be listening to this episode if you want to be if you didn't want to learn more about being politically aware um but right now i am interning for a political campaign i am very excited about this opportunity because the candidate that I am um, interning for, she is a Democrat, and one of her main stances is Medicare for all, like affordable health care, things like that. And she has a very personal story, but she is running for the 13th district, 13th congressional district in Illinois, and She's up against Rodney Davis, which is his seat. He's a Republican, by the way. Um, His seat is the most vulnerable seat right now in the House of Representatives, meaning he could be out of there any minute, like November 3rd, any minute. And I think she ran in 2018. She was super close to winning. And I have a feeling that she might win this election. So that would be super, super exciting. Um, if that were to happen, because Medicare for all is super important policy, not only to me, but just for so many other um, progressive candidates. And given that we are in a pandemic right now, Medicare Medicare for all is super important. But 
yeah, I'm volunteering for political campaign. Basically, what I do is just make calls all day. I have a VPB, which is a virtual phone bank, and I have names, and I just call people um, and, like, ask them if they're supporters or not. And it's just been very interesting because I I think I want to concentrate in citizen politics in my major, which is basically, like, the study of, like, how people make decisions and, like, why do they vote Democrat or why do they vote Republican? And um, it's just been very, very interesting to see people's responses to the calls I feel like a lot of people are very hesitant um most of them were like I don't even know who she is like things like that and they would say like they're not involved in politics it's just been very um again it's just given me a new perspective of how Americans view politics and politics can definitely be a very tiring thing i understand people's hesitation towards being involved in it at all but the political process right now is just super important and i kind of wanted to make this episode um about politics because obviously it's a huge part of um who i am and the last thing i know i said volunteering for a political campaign was the last thing I lied no the last thing is knowing who your representatives are and not just like in your area like I would keep tabs on representatives around the country so like I was keeping tabs on the Kentucky election and I know I'm very nerdy about this kind of stuff but um Charles Booker is a progressive in Kentucky and he was running against Amy McGrath in the Democratic Party or primary sorry um they're both Democrats but in the end Amy McGrath ended up winning which was a little unfortunate because the race was super close but anyways they are um fighting over Mitch McConnell's seat again There has been a lot of talk about that man on this podcast. If you haven't looked him up by now, please do. But, um, yeah, so I have just been watching the campaign political scene in Kentucky along with um, Cori Bush. I know she is from St. Louis, and that one is super exciting because she is a Black Lives Matter activist herself, and you know, people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and, like, it's just really exciting to keep tabs on all the progressive candidates right now that are running, and, um, yeah, I highly recommend you just look into their campaign, and you can actually, if you really wanted to, um, I use this app called Outvote, and if you want to um work for someone's campaign you can use the app called outvote and you can literally text people um being like hey like 
this is so-and-so's campaign. Like, I get Bernie texts all the time. Yeah, they used um, Outvote or apps like Outvote. If you're really, like, passionate about a candidate and want to get their name out there, you can totally use that. But that brings this episode to an end. I This is a lengthy one, um, kind of, for me recording by myself, but... I'm just super passionate about this stuff, and you can clearly tell. But on that note, I will see you all next Sunday. I hope you learned something new. Those are These are just my thoughts. This isn't set in concrete or anything like that. But yeah, that's all my advice for becoming more politically aware and politically active. I will talk to you all next Sunday. All right, bye guys.